Hi, everybody. It's the Atheism UK podcast. Welcome, welcome, welcome. And uh, just before, just so I remember this, subscribe. <laughs> so I keep on forgetting. Yeah. <laughs> Getting like, subscribe. press the button, do, do all the, do the subscribe things. Yeah, and also comment, you know. Yes, and, you know we, we, we sort of thrive on comments and questions and things like yep. that, and that's what we're doing this for. Um, and set yeah, the notifications so that next yep. time we're on, you go ping. Absolutely, yes. absolutely. The big expensive the machine that goes that we're, we're pretty crap at. <laughs> yep, and we'll, we'll, we'll even respond as well if you ask us questions. Yes, yeah. we will respond, we will respond. So has everybody got their cups of tea? Yeah, cups of tea here. And this time, I have, like I said um, in a previous podcast, I brought the Jammy Dodgers. They're upside down. They're upside down. Yeah, there we go. Jammy Dodgers. Mark it properly. Yeah. Jammy Dodgers. Yeah, all right, all right, all right, all right. Yeah, so, so, uh, other, other biscuits are available. Other yeah, biscuits other biscuits, are available. Yeah. Yes. yes. Uh, are they sponsoring us now? I wish, no, I wish they, they were. were. <laughs> well, well, actually, given, given, given actually my current... Um, yeah, no, maybe, maybe not a good idea. Yeah, maybe not. Um, anyway, listen. But if anybody does talking... want to sponsor us, that would be. Uh... Yeah, yeah. Carlsberg, particularly. Shut up. <laughs> trying to get the trying to get the intro done. <laughs> you see, it always happens. It always happens. This. Um, what we're talking about today is uh, basically argument from design, the uh, teleological argument. Just uh, there's loads of different uh, apologetic arguments that go that we sort of have to combat all the time. Um, we're sort of. Uh, we're going to go through a few of them, and uh, we've done the uh, cosmological argument. We did that last time. Uh, this time, we're going to look at the argument from design or the teleological argument. And, uh, and does anybody want to sort of kick this one off? Yeah, why not? I mean, um, you know, let, let, I mean, I hate the word teleological because it's again one of those incredibly long words that um, I barely, I can barely cope with knowing what it actually means. But teleological basically means. Um, something that is designed for a purpose. Um, so um, the teleological argument is that um, the world, the universe, a tree, uh, the human body, the uh, bacterial flagellum mo- motor um, is designed for a purpose. Because it has been designed by purpose, it needs to have had a purposeful designer. Uh, and that designer is, guess who? Um uh, this God um, thing, which um, is something that uh, uh, is an argument that is one that is um, often thrown at us and has been debunked again for at least 150 years. Um, but we also get in a really, really irritating form. Um, I think mm. at least two of us on this call have had this actually um told to us by people that approach us literally in the street who said look at the trees um how you know how, you know look at the trees the tree is designed to look beautiful um it's designed to look pleasing to our eyes um therefore it had to have been a god that designed it to do that and look beautiful um, <laughs> look at this look at this dead tree yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, oh. But it, I mean, it's, it's true. I mean, so the, the, this the concept here is: look how amazing things are all around us. Things such as mm. the human eye, for instance. Look how perfectly it's designed. Says um, the man wearing glasses. <laughs> <laughs> but this is the point. <laughs> this is the point. Look how perfect designed. I'm wearing glasses. You know, so it's not that perfectly designed. But people say they can't believe how something 
you know, so complex as, say, the eye, uh, that's so perfectly suited to its task, occurred naturally. They just can't understand how it can be a natural occurrence mm-hmm. like, via evolution or natural selection. Until you uh, actually, like all things, start studying nature. Yeah. And you yeah. start finding that there are actually lots of intermediate stages of eye development that already exist in nature. Yeah. And, and, and the still eye... exist. All, all, those, all those stages mm. still exist in animals right now. Mm. But this but, is the, point but of the, the eye argument. is one of those classic, and classic ad nauseum creationist mm. arguments. Yeah. Uh, as atheists, you know, we're sick to the back teeth of, of hearing that and the describing that why that isn't the case to, to creationists but yeah and the fact well, that they always bring out bother. that one that they always bring out that one paragraph in the origin of species about the eye uh, and conveniently forget about the um two paragraphs that follow it immediately exactly, yeah. afterwards that actually explain um the first paragraph and why that first paragraph is actually wrong or, you're, not, you're not saying that religious people are cherry picking state uh, phrases are you uh, oh, I don't. I can't believe are actually cherry picking things. I, I, I'm, I'm stunned by the suggestion. Are you, are you saying that religious people are, are, are being dishonest? Um, wouldn't, you know, wouldn't put, I, wouldn't say that. No, look, I mean, but the, the, the whole point of this that it, they they say that it it looks as if it's been designed, and it means there must have been a designer. It must have been designed by a creator, and that creator obviously being God. Um, and, and and again, it's a, 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 an argument from ignorance. And when I say ignorance, I'm not using ignorance in the, you know, the massively detrimental term. You're an, you're ignorant, but ignorance is is something which we all have. You know, we're yeah, all ignorant a, about a, lots of things. Yeah, it's a lack of knowledge about. It's a just certain a lack area. of knowledge. So, it, yeah. so that's the way I'm using that phrase. You know, but it's oh. a, it's a it's an argument from ignorance. It means that they don't understand exactly what is. Uh, well, they, they don't understand this this thing about evolution. They don't really believe that evolution exists. I mean, a lot of, uh, especially young Earth creationists, um, are of the impression, and they, they, they have a genuine impression. I mean, they, they, they really truly believe this because they have to, because otherwise the Bible means nothing, which is which is the point of why they have to believe it. But they really um, truly but believe. But the Bible does mean that, nothing. Um, I, God, I just thought that's a rather inconvenient fact. Yeah, it's true. But but God. <laughs> had to have done it this way and this is one of the reasons why they disregard evidence of you know archaeological evidence or paleontology and all those sort of things because if that is true then the bible isn't and that can't be the case and this is this is what you know i i can understand people wondering you know i mean i I, all through my life i've looked at i've climbed mountains and stood at the top of mountains at night you know i do really stupidly dangerous things because i'm I'm just a (laughs) stupid rocker um but you know i've stood on the top of mountains with my mates at night you know and and looked at the stars and it's just it's absolutely awe-inspiring so you can understand you know people who had no background in science and i'm talking about thousand people thousands of years ago who you know shepherds sitting on a on a, on a hilltop in galilee for instance looking up at the stars and going this must have been created by some something as opposed to we know basically what this all this whole thing is now. We know what the universe is. We know what stars are. We know what galaxies are, and things like that. But for people to sort of at that point just stare up at the sky or look at look at things around them, and they just go, "It can't have just happened." Yeah. 
So you well, can understand where that came from, that whole concept comes from. But that, that's the problem with um, creationists. When you, when you speak to them, they regurgitate exactly the same thing again and again and again to the point that they don't actually understand that we know exactly what they're going to say next. We can even finish their sentences for them. But if you argue with an atheist, you never know what they're going to come up with. That's true. That's why they don't do it. <laughs> but can you can you understand how, how it it would be, it would come about in the beginning? You know when you know when you look at look at things and you just think this is so incredible. You know the way the, the way the world is. Everything is you know. Look at the trees. I mean, they must. This has got to be created by something. Surely you can understand why ancient civilizations would have thought about these things, the stars and the way the planets moved and all those sort of things. Because you know, it was. It may be the worst explanation, but it was the first explanation. And because yeah. it was the first explanation, well, it yeah. stuck. Yeah. Well, in their world, everything seemed to have somebody who created it. Mm. They, they made their own houses. They made their own weapons. They made their own bread. There always seemed to be an agent at the background doing stuff to make things. So it's understandable why they came up with that answer. But let's take a look at the eye. It's supposed to be intelligently designed, is it? Well, if that's true, why does it suffer from cataract, glaucoma, astigmatism, myopia, hypermetropia, presbyopia, macular degeneration, etc., etc.? How intelligently designed is it? Why, is, why are the photosensitive receptors in the retina at the back of the cell so exactly. that light has to pass through blood vessels, Yes. Other and other gubbings before it gets to the light sensitive bits. Yes. Why? Uh, why? Why is the signal upside down? Yes. Yes. Um, and, and why is the retina interrupted by a big nerve that actually gives us a spot where we can't detect light, a blind spot? And why is the octopus eye much better designed because it doesn't have those defects? Well, God likes octopi, obviously. Yes. <laughs> um, so, so what we have noticed here is this, this is an example of unintelligent design, especially the, the retina being back to front. You know, who would design a digital camera that where the chip was the wrong way around with all the light detectors behind the, mm. the circuit board? That's just yeah. stupid. So, and there's lots of other examples of unintelligent design. The famous one, of course, is the giraffe's um, what's it called? Laryngeal nerve. Yeah, yeah. It's it's the recurrent, the recurrent laryngeal nerve because mm. what it what it does is goes all the way down the giraffe's neck, which is you know, six foot, and and then all the way back up again, having looped round the arteries that come out of the heart. Now that's just stupid. And the reason that that it's come to be like that is because a giraffe like us evolved from fish. And fish don't have necks. So the, the nerve that went from the fish's equivalent of a larynx, you know, the throat of the fish, to its brain, just happened to bypass the heart because they're close together. But then because evolution inserted a neck into that design, <laughs> we've got this ridiculous journey for the nerve to go. And, it, of course, it delays the signal. Explain. I, I think, as I recall, the um, laryngeal nerve in the giraffe is about seven meters long because it has to come from the brain, round exactly. the heart, all the way back. I mean, yeah. that's, 
I mean, who who would design anything like that? Well, this is the thing, you see, because in the real world, designers don't have to start with something that they, isn't appropriate. I mean, who would try to design uh, an aircraft by starting with a military tank? No, nobody would be that stupid. But this is... And That's exactly. Yeah, intelligent designers try to keep things as simple as possible, and they start they start yeah. with a blank sheet of paper so that yeah. they can design anything they want. But what evolution does is precisely that they do. Evolution does start with a tank and turns it into an aircraft. Yeah, because it's always modifying the pre-existing. Yeah. Yes. And it takes a little while, doesn't it? Yes. Yes. One of the things that I thought was uh, quite interesting in, in uh, when I was reading about intelligent design, and I've read quite a lot about it, is there was a guy, um, there was a there was a court case. Uh, I think it was called Kitts Miller and some school in America, Dover, Dover School District. Dover, that's yeah. it. Dover, Dover area school. Kitts Miller um, versus Dover. Yeah, um, two thousand five. The guy there that was uh, on the uh, on the school side. Um, about putting creationism into school, and a guy called Michael Behe, I think he was, yes, yes, uh, who was a, who's a, um, I think he was a biology professor or something, or a biochemistry professor or something like that. Yeah, so he was the one that sort of coined that irreducible complexity yes. argument. And I think, to be honest, I think that is probably, for me, one of the most convincing of the arguments when you when you start reading it about irreducible complexity as most, well, it's the most interesting of them because just a, just a basic, um, you know, design argument is preposterous. We know evolution, you know, we know that, that evolution is a fact, you know, it's been, and, and, and the paleontology. It's been observed. Goes, it's been observed to happen. Yeah. But yeah, it's observed. We know it's a fact, you know, and, it, and it's, it's a bit annoying when people sort of go, no, not listening to that, not listening to that. But the irreducible complexity argument, I think, w- thought was just a, a, a just much more convincing way of putting that that sort of design argument. It still falls to bits. I mean, it, it, it's, it, it's, part it's, that, it's that convincing on, on its face. It's when you actually start digging, like yeah. all of these arguments, the moment you start digging, the moment you start realising, oh, actually... Uh, and we go going back to the eye question, where we talk about the fact that the the irreducible complexity people will say, you know, the eye is perfect; it could not have come into existence. You know, well, firstly, it, never, it didn't just come into existence, but they said, well, if part of it didn't work, that's then, that's the point of irreducible yeah. complexity. Yeah, if part of it, one if part part of way, it didn't work, yeah. the whole thing wouldn't work. Yeah. But we know again that isn't actually true. Yeah, exactly. Because, exactly. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the fact of it is that, but it's. I, I, I just thought the the when I read about irreducible complexity, I just thought that that was, mm. it was about the best shot that they had. I mean, I don't think it get better mm. in a in a a, a a design argument. I don't think they can actually get a better argument from uh, as as something like irreducible complexity. Okay, I've got a couple really of good argument. Forced to bits when you look at it, but I thought it was a really really good one. I got a couple of things to say on this because. Something which is claimed to be irreducibly complex is only irreducibly complex until you reduce it. As soon as you find out or come up with a model of how it could have evolved genuinely and uh, and credibly, then it ceases to be irreducible. Well, this, the is, this is the actual thing that they they did within that courtroom. 
they pulled that to bits by that method. And I think that was the, that was the, but as I say, I just think it was a, it was a, it was a good idea. You know, it's one of the best shots that they've had at um, argument from design. Yeah. And well, in fact, actually to go, to go back to one of the things that you said earlier in that courtroom, when, um, B, he was on the stand, he was asked about the claims he made about the, um, the uh, immune system. And he said, you know, we, you know, the immune system is irreducibly complex. Nobody has um, conclusively um, demonstrated how the immune system evolved, at which yes. point the, the lawyer got out several very, very large textbooks, dumped them on the, um, on the witness box, and said, um, here, here are a couple of dozen textbooks on the subject, uh, and a list of um, another few dozen academic mm. journal articles on the subject, mm. and all and all B he could say was, "Oh, that's just not good enough." In other mm. words, he just said, uh, "La la 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 la." Um, it doesn't matter how much you produce in front of me; it's my idea. It's never going to, you know, the criticism is never going to be good enough. Which actually just goes to show how much of a poor scientist he actually is, because mm. when you are presented that amount of evidence, a good scientist, and let's face it. Human nature does sometimes try and kick in here, but you know you should be accepting that evidence. Well, yeah, I, thing- uh, I I repurposed Wi-Fi. Yeah, we all know what Wi-Fi is. Um, mm. I call it willful ignorance, faulty intellect. When you're talking about thing, things like yeah, that, yeah, that's yeah, that's, uh, that's mine. But you can use it if you your want. acronym. Oh, yes, it makes sense. I remember that. I remember that. We had <laughs> so that years ago. It was, wasn't it? The other thing that's uh, wrong with irreducible complexity is that it's not evidence for anything. It no, is. It is. Here's a mystery. Oh, nobody can solve it. Must be my God done it. Yeah. Yeah, but if you give something a posh name, people will go. He was just like, oh, that's that sounds really sounds yeah, good to be right. right. Yeah, that's, or, that's the, or the teleological arguments. Yeah. <laughs> Because it also goes back to things like um, uh, William Paley's uh, watchmaker yeah. thing as well. I mean, it's, again, it's another thing. I mean, these are all things that, if if anybody's interested, is to to go and have a look at some of this stuff, some of these arguments, because every single one of them sort of falls to bits if you actually put, yeah. Yeah. you know, just a little bit of thought behind it. And uh, what tends to happen with a lot of these things is that if you, I mean, you talked, John, you talked about sort of logical fallacies and things like that. Now, when when I was when I was young, I had no clue what a logical fallacy was. I had no clue what it actually meant. And uh, and but I think it's actually quite a good thing to try and yes. get your head around and learn some yeah. of this stuff um, because it does help with, with help you with your critical thinking because yeah. you start seeing a lot more where those fallacies lie when people say things you can you can sort of pinpoint them quite quickly and then you can point out that it is a logical fallacy and the reason why it's a logical fallacy is because of this Uh, it does help a lot there's a very good poster on the main logical fallacies which you could include in the comments yeah yeah we can do that as well and if you really want a good presentation um regarding the kitzmiller case uh eugenie scott did um, a very good presentation um, in the at the Crystal City AAI conference back in I think it was either 2007 or yes. 2006. That was a really really good talk. It is available online. 
Uh, yes. We'll see if we can find the link and we'll post that as well. Really Good. well worth yeah. a watch. Yeah, yeah. The thing about William Paley's watch, though, and similar claims is that they, talking about fallacies, are arguments from incredulity. Yeah. Oh, what, yeah. They, what they say is, I don't understand it. Therefore, what I claim must be true. Yeah. I mean, as I say, when, when I was, um, you know, a few years ago, I was sat on a park bench in uh, Fitzroy Square in central London, and this old couple came up to me who were obviously doing some street preaching and, um, you know, tried to do their shtick on me. The fact that I was actually waiting for a, a meeting um, when we were in the foundation stages of creating Atheism UK uh, was is, is irrelevant. But, you know... Everything that they everything that they threw at me, I was able to throw them back. And in exasperation at the end, um, the, the 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 guy realised that they weren't going to get anywhere with me and was trying to encourage his wife away from me. And she turned to the um, turned to the square and again said, "Well, look at the trees. How else could they have come about except by a god?" At which point, I spoke about um, how cell division works and how um, how uh, trees reproduce and how they take nutrients from the soil uh, and are able to build um, and uh, grow as a result of that. And um, no, no God required. And uh, I think she went off in a bit of a huff after that. Did, did you ask her whether it was her God who was burning down the trees in British Columbia and parts of Turkey at the moment? Well, yeah, well, I mean, this was a few years ago, so it was a bit, again, predates that a bit, but, uh, yeah, um, you know. Uh, Rich, that's a a good point you just come up with, and I'll I'll just digress ever so slightly Mm. on that. Um, You've touched on a a psychological aspect there. Uh, It's great to know all these things in your head, but I would urge any uh, active atheists like ourselves who want to argue uh, the, these things, actually do it. Don't just sit there and think of it in your head. Mm. You learn yep. and you hone your skills by actually telling it to people. I don't mean, you know, go out and evangelise. <laughs> <then actually, laughs> you know, De-evangelise. <laughs> yeah, speak these things to, to, to people and it'll really improve, improve your skills. Yeah. But when you said you were sitting on a park bench and this old couple came up to you, I thought we said we were giving you money. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wouldn't have t- wouldn't have turned it down because I was about to go into a London pub. Yeah, but I had a, a, a similar uh, experience to yourself where, very quickly, I've I've lived uh, where I live for nearly forty years, and I used before the pandemic and the lockdown, I used to get at least two Jehovah's Witnesses visits every week from different Jehovah's Witnesses, always two at the door. Uh, so if you times that by the number of weeks that are nearly 40 years, you can see why I don't answer my door anymore <laughs> when I see two, two people standing there. If you haven't you got shout a, through the letterbox. Yeah, if, if you haven't got a DPD uniform on or a Royal Mail, uh, I, I, I'm not answering the door. But anyway, one day, uh, two, two ladies there, um, and... The first thing they wind me up with is, you know, how are you today? Well, no, first thing I want to know is who are you and what do you want? Uh, and then do you know Jehovah? Um, and I always avoid going down the route of do you know who I am? Um, because obviously 
they don't because well, they, they don't come I'm, to my door anymore. They don't yeah. come to my door anymore. I, I think I'm on their do not call list. Yeah, I think they've stopped that with the pandemic. They're just writing letters to to, to people now, mm. and um, we got down this you know argument of. God created everything, and I try to go down evolution route, and I sit to myself in my head, I shouldn't be doing this because I'm just wasting my time. And they pointed to this big lilac bush in my garden and said, who do you think created that? It's Jehovah. And which point I said, thank you very much, and closed the door because I just couldn't. I couldn't stand it anymore. Had to go I mean, and sit down and... I mean, there's a, categ- there's a category error in that question in the first place because they're asking who created it. Yes. Why does it have to be a who? Yes. Um, and and by, by asking the wrong question and making that category error, no wonder they're going to get the wrong answer. Yes. Mm. Yeah, but they, they speak it from a script. desperate, though, doesn't it? It all yeah. seems very, very desperate, you know. Well, well who created that tree? Yeah, it's a, as Mark says, it's a script. You know, and there are so many different scripts out there for different things. I know that um, in a future podcast, we're going to be talking a little bit about uh, the Alpha course, which I, I don't want to go into a lot of detail because that would that would be spoilers for a future podcast. But um, the the um, but for those who don't know it, the Alpha course is a is a is a an attempt to try and evangelize by um, but a, 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 a form of Pentecostal Christian, but but um, disguised as mainstream Christianity. And there that's is going to be a good one. That's gonna yeah, be it's going to be a good one. There is a full script, and they've even scripted responses to yeah. our objections. But, but those scripted responses are actually mostly deflections and not actually addressing... The objections that we raise, mm. but that's a, that's a, that's a subject for another another time. Mm. So so uh, there's a little bit of a a little bit of a teaser. Can't wait! Can't wait! You know, I think one of the uh, the most interesting comments on this this concept of uh, the argument from from design um, has has got to be uh, Douglas Adams. You, you, you know the the puddle. Story. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I, to, to me, that is it, it, Douglas Adams is a fantastic writer. I mean, I, I love Hitchhiker's Guy and all those sort of things. But this, that that little story about the puddle. If you haven't read it, any of you, you know, that has got to be something which you've got to read because in a in a small paragraph, he basically just destroys this concept of this world was designed for us. So if you haven't read it, I think what I might do is I might put a link into it or put a uh, just put that little story in there. But it's it's just a fantastic little story about a puddle mm. that evaporates, you know, yeah. <laughs> and wonders, you know, he, he, he thinks his world's com- this, this hole is completely, completely for him. It fits him so it's perfect. perfect for him. Yeah. You know, uh, so you've got you've got to read that that one from uh, from Douglas Adams because I think it actually sums up everything about the stupidity of this concept of an argument from design or an argument for God from yeah. design. And also, well, if you if you've ever read um, the posthumously um, published compendium of some of his writings um, called the Salmon of Doubt, 
uh, going back to one of John's points about um, all we've known by you know some of our more early ancestors who designed everything themselves, when it came to the big question, um, they then actually said, well, who designed the mountains and who designed the sunrise and the sunset? Um, Douglas actually expounds on that really eloquently and really beautifully. Um, I really miss Douglas. He was an f- absolutely fantastic writer. Yeah, fantastic writer. Um, anyway, listen, uh, guys, we, we, anyway. We, we've sort of got to the end of our uh, our sort of stint for yeah. this podcast. It's been so incredible. get out there and look at the trees. Get out there and look. I'm going to go trees. and have a look at the trees right now, mate. I'm going to do that right now. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to hug one. I'm going to hug. Yeah. One. Oh, I did that at another event in uh, Walthamstow many years ago. But that's a that's a that's a, again another story for another time. Well, listen, we, we're we're gonna we're gonna shoot off now. So. Uh, um, yeah, subscribe. Don't forget to subscribe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so subscribe to, to the channel. Yeah, we need your subscription. Uh, need the uh, comments, anything you want to talk about, then put them below the video, then that'd be fantastic. So listen, in, until next time, we'll see you later. See you soon. Bye. Well, thanks for joining us today, and don't forget to click that like button. Also, make a comment, and of course, subscribe to the channel. We'll see you next time.